Bill M. with The Devil's Mischief. It is October 2023, and this past year we've been celebrating 20 years of The Devil's Mischief. To celebrate, we've been re-airing some of the many episodes from the past 20 years. So it seems only fitting that now in the month of October, I think we should continue the celebration of The Devil's Mischief with two past Halloween episodes, unheard for many, many years. You're going to hear the 2005 Halloween special, and right after that, back-to-back, the 2006 Halloween special. So about two hours of comedy and novelty, all with the theme of Halloween, you know, Halloween novelty music, comedy about horror movies, trick-or-treating, monsters, ghosts, and all of that fun stuff. And like the last couple of 20th anniversary episodes, I'm going to take a moment first to talk and uh, share some thoughts about what you're going to hear, which of course means you can just fast forward. You can fast forward through my voice and just get right to the comedy and novelty if you want. Otherwise, a couple of thoughts on these. So I have done a unique Halloween special of The Devil's Mischief every single year, except for the very, very first year, 2003. And on that particular Halloween, well, that marked the 10th anniversary of Purging Talent Publishing. So, that first year I wanted to do an episode in dedication to that. Purging Talent Publishing is the creation of Church of Satan Magister Matchy Paradise, and has included things like uh, books like the Bearing the Devil's Mark, and the Book of Satanic Quotations, and lots of other things. The zine that was published in the 1990s and 2000s called Not Like Most. And that was most important to me because that's where I was able to get my first Satanism essays published and read by anybody. But after 2003, there was always a new Devil's Mischief Halloween special. And, well, there were certainly some repeats of tracks here and there over the years. I would never repeat anything across two consecutive years, two consecutive Halloween specials. So, yeah, I have a lot of Halloween-related comedy and novelty tracks in the Devil's Mischief's collection. If you go to devilsmischief.com, go to the official website and do a search there for the word Halloween, well, you should be able to find all of the playlists for all of those past Halloween specials, as well as the past setlist for any other episode of The Devil's Mischief. But, of course, getting more material meant that I could be more selective and also get more specific, specific in my sub-themes of Halloween. So looking back at... The episodes of more recent years, I saw that I did do just that, focus on not just Halloween, but something more specific. So, for example, in 2016, the Halloween special I did that year for The Devil's Mischief was focused on clowns. Not just because I personally happen to love clowns, but uh, also because they were in the news. I don't know if you remember that. But in the fall of 2016, there were supposedly all of these clown sightings, so people would be walking through the streets at night or looking in their backyard and there would be somebody in clown makeup and a clown costume standing there. Either that or you know, people just standing there being creepy or trying to follow somebody through a, a parking lot to give them a scare or whatnot. So the news was making it out to be an epidemic, but it was probably just one or two pranks that got reported and then people jumped on the trend once it was trending. That's my guess. So anyway, that was 2016. In 2018, I did a dedication to Vincent Price. 
2019, I mixed a bunch of old Halloween commercials from the 1980s and 1990s. Mixed that in with the other stuff. Uh, 2020, I did a 1970s rock and roll Halloween special. 2021, a 1940s Halloween special. Now, my original plan here today was to play you the very first two Halloween specials, the 2004 and 2005. And I put it all together, took a listen to it, and I thought, mm, that 2004 special was not really the best one I did. Not bad, but I know I've done better. So if I'm going to celebrate 20 years, I might as well pick something better. So how about I re-air 2005 and 2006? So that's what you're going to hear next. I don't think either of those episodes have been heard since they first aired back in the day. And in those days, an episode would be streaming for a week, and then it would be done, replaced by the next episode. So you had to be around to get a chance to listen to it. One thing I will say, though, about the 2004 special, the one I'm not going to play... Well, it brings to mind some Radio Free Satan history. Way, way back when Radio Free Satan started on June 6th in the year 2000, the original owners had a policy called the White List. And what they did was that they gathered a list of various bands and artists who were known to have publicly denounced Satanism at some point or another, and thus the policy was that we were not going to play anything from this list of artists. So, for example, Slayer was one of the bands on the Radio Free Satan whitelist. We could not play anything from Slayer because there had, I guess, been a number of interviews where, I don't know, I guess they were asked if they were Satanists or condoned Satanism, and they would say no, emphatically no, and denounce us. They sure loved cashing in on the Satanic aesthetic, though. Go figure. Same with Ozzy Osbourne. He was on the list, um, you know, always getting accused and would say no of course and some other bands too now if you were to ask the Radio Free Satan staff at the time whether they liked this policy I remember us being kind of divided some of the DJs were like yes fuck those Christians this is Radio Free Satan we're going to have our own satanic radio station in this age of the internet we shouldn't support them then you had other Satanists who had the attitude of, yeah, okay, these rock stars may have said some stupid things at times, but, you know, I really, really love this band, and I host this show on Radio Free Satan, where, like everybody else, you know, I want to indulge and play the music I love and share that with other listeners, and it really sucks that I can't play this band because of something stupid they once said to the press. And uh, what annoyed me about all this personally was that I could not play anything from Alice Cooper. Because Alice Cooper, in his personal life, is a Christian. And so naturally, when interviewers ask him about his religion or accusations of Satanism and other things shock rockers always get accused of, he naturally denounces it. But that's not a deal breaker for me as a fan, personally. So... To get around that for the 2004 Halloween special, I played some cover songs of Alice Cooper from other artists who were not on the whitelist. But then eventually we got a new owner of the station and he got rid of the whitelist on the first day and we haven't had one on Radio Free Satan since. Anyway, that's some Radio Free Satan history for you that came to mind 
as I look through these earliest Halloween specials from The Devil's Mischief. And I'm going to play you now, back-to-back, the 2005 Halloween special and the 2006. And when you are done listening to all of this, be sure to check out some of the other shows we have on Radio Free Satan. Because I see that Lambert's Basement is back for a Halloween episode. Also, Jimmy Psycho is back to do a Halloween episode like he did last year. Other shows as well. Check it all out, RadioFreeSatan.com. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you for celebrating Halloween and 20 years of the devil's mischief with me. Hail Satan. Darkest greetings to all you Radio Free Satan listeners. This is Bill M. bringing you the 2005 Halloween special of the devil's mischief. Now, I could have just done a replay of last year's show, but hey, why live in the past? Instead, I bring you a whole new hour of select Halloween comedy and novelty. Never played on the show before. In fact, I've been saving some of this just for the occasion. We'll hear some of the very last live recordings of Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Halloween humor from that cult Canadian sketch comedy group, The Frantics. Eddie Izzard's comic view of horror movies and a generous block of some of the best spooky tunes from... Well, you'll have to wait to find out. We're going to start off with a track that can also serve as this week's Blasphemous Beginner, and I think it has a particularly notable comic history to it. Now, as is known to all of you regular listeners and anybody who's ever read my writings or tuned into my Satanism Today interview, I've always pointed out the fact that the comedy industry has produced a lot of hack comics. Comics who rely on the same old predictable routine, sometimes stolen from other comedians, the kind of comics that I don't like to hear in a comedy show. And one routine that's been plagiarized and done to death, particularly among black comedians, is explaining how horror movies would be different if the characters were black. It's a bit that's been done to death. And not recognizing that is the fall for the satanic sin of forgetfulness of past orthodoxies, plain and simple. So let us now remember the original, the one who started the whole gag, and not surprisingly, arguably did the funniest version. Kicking off our 2005 Halloween celebration, here is Richard Pryor on The Exorcist. Did y'all see The Exorcist? It's a story about the devil. Gets into this 12-year-old girl. See, there wouldn't have been no movie if there had been niggas in it. The movie would have been about seven minutes long. Soon as the devil spoke. Hello. Goodbye. See, a nigga would have handled that movie different. A nigga would have walked in the house and went, what in the fuck is that funky smell? And all that racket upstairs. Is the girl crazy? Smell like shit in here. Some devilish shit at that. <laughs> he walk in the room, bitch, what's wrong with you? Get up out of bed, wash your ass, girl. Stinking up the whole motherfucking house and get the cross out your pussy. Get downstairs and help your mother straighten up the front room. We have them coming in. <laughs> See, I get a black preacher to pray the exorcist away. You know, God. There's a person in here that's possessed. And we was wondering, I know you're busy. I've checked your schedule. And if you don't mind, 
the devil's just acting a motherfucking fool. Could you exercise this motherfucker to Cleveland someplace? Winos deal with it though, right? Winos never get afraid of nothing but running out of wine. That's the only thing that panic a wino. Wino could deal with Dracula. Right, anybody. Hey man! Say nigga, you with the cake! What you doing picking in them people's window? What's your name, boy? Dracula? What kind of name is that for a nigga? Where you from, fool? Transylvania? I know where it is, nigga. You ain't the smartest motherfucker in the world, you know. Even though you is the ugliest. Oh yeah, you ugly motherfucker. Why don't you get your teeth fixed, nigga? That shit hanging all out your mouth. Why don't you go get you an awful donuts? That's a dentist, you know, ha <laughs> ha. This is 1975, boy, get your shit together. What's wrong with your natural? Got that dirt all on the back of your neck. You's a filthy little motherfucker, too. You got to be home for the sun come up. You ain't lying, motherfucker. See your ass in the day, you like to get arrested. You wanna suck what? Suck some black, nigga, is you, you some kind of freak, boy? A ugly freak? You ain't sucking nothing here, Junior. Suck your ass on away from here, what you better do. Wanna suck some blood, go down to the blood bank, nigga. Hope you get sick of cell. jack-o'-lantern with a chainsaw. If you're wearing a fake beard, don't staple it on. Don't eat candy with raw pork in it. And if you soap the windows of your neighbor's car, wait till he stops driving it. Don't give candy to trick-or-treaters in white sheets who burn a cross on your lawn. Don't take treats from people who want to see you eat it right there and watch what happens. If you dress up in drag, don't go trick-or-treating at police stations. Never eat anything that can be picked up with a magnet. And finally, if you're cutting eye holes in a bedsheet, take it off first. Another bit of holiday fun advice from the government of Korea. Another little E.T. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your candy. And my 
Yes, certainly. Here you go. Thanks, Lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trick or treat. Huh? Oh, a little E.T. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you. Thank you. Trick or treat. How refreshing. A sheet with holes in it. You're a ghost. Oh, no, I'm E.T. Remember when they put the sheet over E.T. and then put him in the bicycle? Oh, yeah. And then he ran yeah, down. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I was right here. Over the moon. Oh, look, a whole herd of E.T. Yeah, that's fine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, kids. Bye-bye. If I see another E.T., I swear I'm going to kill the... This house is quarantine. Bring up the plastic, too. I'm getting a reading here, sir. I'm getting a reading. You know when you're ugly, all right. On Halloween, I open a front door, kids give me candy. Last Halloween, a kid tried to pull my face off. Ugly, I'm telling you, my dog closes his eyes before he humps my leg. I'm telling you, it's sad. We're trying to work it out, but crying out loud. Hawkins with I Hear Voices. A little wonderfully spooky ditty. You'll hear a lot more Halloween novelty in the second half hour, including some of Screaming Jay's last live recordings. I mean, the guy was in peak performance all the way up to his death at uh, age 70. 
So those of you who complain that, you know, Ozzy Osbourne or the Rolling Stones are getting too old, uh, I'm not so sure about that. Anyway, before Screaming Jay, we heard some selections from The Frantics and their radio show. And of course, starting the hour were some clips from Richard Pryor. Sadly, I've heard that same Richard Pryor joke plagiarized to death by these two-bit hack comedians on shows like Russell Simmons' Deaf Comedy Jam. But I only want to play the originals here, so there you have it. This is Bill M., and you are listening to the 2005 episode of The Devil's Mischief, only right here on Radio Free Satan. And if you'd like to contact me with your comments, requests, or you just want to wish me a happy Halloween, or do know how to safely carve a jack-o'-lantern with a chainsaw, you can drop me a line at bill at devilsmischief.com. And of course, for more information about this show in general, you can check out the website at www.devilsmischief.com. Continuing on with the Halloween celebrations, here is Eddie Izzard with his take on horror movies and vampires. But also the B-movie genre, this big dumping ground of films and television, has become a huge cultural item because there's so much of it. Now, I love it. I tend to watch television only now between 12 and 4 in the morning. And you get this rubbish on it. Absolutely. I can watch it for I don't know why. It must be, just be crap. Uh, but it does. You know, like the horror movies that come on, and you know they're on telly, even if you're not watching, because all the, the theme tunes are... dun dun da dun 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And all the titles of the films are The Thing That Came From Somewhere, The House That Jack Built, you know, all this kind of... Not that, but anyway. Expensive horror films have more expensive theme tunes, and there'd be sort of choirs of small children going, Ah, I die tragically. But then there's Dracula. Dracula is the most successful of them all, the m- biggest... The biggest myth in our mind. Dracula, or Dracul, or Drac, or D. <laughs> Depends on well you know. But there's a weak link in the Dracula story, which is, if you see one Dracula film, or one person tells you how to deal with Dracula, you know what to do. You know, because as soon as, if a vampire came in here right now, we'd all do sign of the cross, and we'd do steak to the heart, and then we'd do garlic bread. <laughs> Perhaps garlic bread is a starter. Steak to the heart, good Steak in the middle course then. Yeah. Work that. Um, yeah. But this, we'd all know what to do. And also the other thing is, I think we've all been thinking this without actually sort of consciously putting it forward. When you watch these films, you think, D- does fingers work? <laughs> just doing the sign of the cross with your fingers. Can, can, do you have to have a cross with you or can you just do that? If it's just fingers, it's great. Anyone can do that, you know. If you ever carry a cross around, we know that the cross works, okay. But if the top gets knocked off, it's a T sign. Does that work? <laughs> But the vampire go, oh, there's a T sign, I'm not stopping with that. But then if you hold your thumb up above it, then it's a cross sign. Which means it's the shape, so fingers should work. And if it's fingers, he's got no chance. Vampire's going, ah, ha, ha, I will bite you now. And you go, no, fingers. Oh, sorry. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I know about fingers too. Oh, that's ch- ah, oh, you know too, okay. And just becomes like one of those questionnaire people that you meet on the street. And also, I think a few other things should work with vampires. I mean, uh, like a chainsaw. That should really work. Well, if you took a vampire and you removed arms and legs of the chainsaw, that's going to slow him down a bit, surely. See the vampire, see it fly. Someone lobbed that one. I am Dracula. I am here. <laughs> but you're on a trolley, mate. 
Yes, well, there's a chainsaw, you see. Could you just bend down here? I've dropped my keys. Could you just bend down? No, you're gonna bite me, are you? I know. Just piss off me. Also, they piss around with the myth on, uh, in a lot of them, but especially in the vampire one. Like, we all know that uh, Dracula sh must be in bed by dawn. This is all vampires must be in bed by dawn, otherwise they go <laughs> and turn to jelly with smoke. <laughs> now, we know this. This is a firm plank. But if you saw, um, you know, of, of the myth, firm plank of the myth, but if you saw Francis Coppola's Dracula with Gary Oldman's Vlad the Impaler, it was very good. I'm Vlad the Impaler. I'm Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> that was Sean Connery in the other... Never say never a Dracula again. Um, Dracula, I've got uh, this thing on my watch. You know. <laughs> this capsule here that you're putting in your ear and it explodes. Yeah, um, sorry. Uh, yes, Gary Oldman is Vlad the Impaler. And uh, in the middle of it, they said that they wanted him to have a scenes with this woman called Mina, who looked like his old wife, you know, his wife from years ago. As opposed to his old wife. And um, in the middle of it, he just shoved it in. Not many, they sneaked it in, in fact, just very quietly. Not too many people know, but vampires can go out during the day. And people were watching him going, yeah. And I was going, no, hold on. Absolutely not. No way. But they were, I mean, what, what is a low powered vampire anyway? They think they can go out during the day, but they become a low powered vampire. What the hell is a low powered vampire? Can't actually fly anymore. <laughs> One that leaps out from people, ah ha ha! That's all I do. No, I'm daytime vampire. Go on, thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Sign of the cross to you too, mate. Oh, at least react. People going, officer, there's a nutter in the park. Well, so it's a low-powered vampire. They're no bother this time of year. Be in bed by nightfall. True story. And I saw one. Uh, I saw one vampire film called Dracula's Dead. He started off dead. I thought, no climax here. But then they said, ah, oh, not many people know, but vampires can come back to life once they've been deaded. And I, I thought, no. But then they said, oh yes, if a, a pig comes by Castle Dracula on a Tuesday playing a banjo. A crowbar plot move. So he's back to life. And then it cuts to England. Four Victorian people saying, let's go to Castle Dracula in Transylvania. For no reason at all. Come, will you come with me? I, James Mason, will go there. Come, Agatha, Tabitha, Bagatha, let's go to Castle Dracula and increase the plot of this film. And they always go down in Transylvania, they always go to a pub there. They always go to a pub for a bit of local colour. Loads of people with big beards that you know are strapped on over the ears. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, which, which cap do I drink through? Oh. <laughs> Pull the beard out of there, have a drink and put it back. Yeah. Who are folks round here aren't from round here? We're from Devon. Came over for the skiing. Food's a bit weird, but anyway. You say, hello, my name's James Mason. I'm going come to go to Castle Dracula. This is Agatha, Tabitha and Bagatha. Bagatha's a bit weird, but there you go. He says, well, you wouldn't go up to Castle Dracula if I were you, sir. You get filmed if you go up there, it's sadly. <laughs> nevertheless, we wish to go to Castle Dracula, otherwise the film is all about four people going to a pub. <laughs> I said, oh, no one laughed at that joke, mate. Oh, you're a crap, James Mason. You missed something out in that one. You fucked up. Yes, I did. I planned to fuck up there just to show you how to escape from fuck up. 
so they go up to... Oh, well, that was not bad. <laughs> but they always go up to Castle Dracula in a coach driven by a total monster. A big hairy thing going, ha, ha, ha! Back to Russia. And <laughs> Castle Dracula looks like hell on toast, you know. And you know, this is it. All the, pe all the victims in these films, they've had their common sense glands removed, haven't they? If we were in that coach, we'd be going, we get the fuck out of this coach now. Man-eating wolves, I don't care. We're walking back. But everyone in the coach just goes, a tad slower, cabby. Oh, delightful place. Kind of spooky. It's like those people who go camping in, in millions of films. Let's go camping in the forest of death and blood. Whoa, 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 whoa. Forest of death and blood. Is there a story behind that name for the, the forest? Well, why, yes, everyone who goes there dies of death and blood. Right? I'll pass on this. Um, I've just got my cat's exploded and I've got, got a bad leg anyway. They go off and they camp in the forest and then a storm comes in they can't get back. The bridge has been blown up by squirrels. And they stay in a hut, a wooden hut. And in the middle of the night, some twit said, look, something moving in the forest about eight miles away. I'll go and check. Don't check, please don't check. That's what curtains are for, to go, oh my God. But they say, I'll go and check and I'll take a thimble with me. <laughs> Don't come near me, I've got a thimble. And they never listen to the music, do they? They never do. <laughs> na, 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 na. We'd be going, I'm not going down there. <laughs> it's spooky down there. Na, 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 na. It's spooky down here, too. Na, 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 na. La 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 <laughs> Sometimes yeah, this guy's going he's, he's determined to go to the forest. Na, 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 na. There's a whole orchestra behind him. Na, 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 na. He said, Piss off you cellist! Stop following me in the forest. Guy goes deep into the forest, and once he's deep in the forest, you know he's had it. He's gonna go, nah, oh, oh, it is, a, it is an axe murder. It is. <laughs> we weren't sure. <laughs> I thought it was either you or a badger. You know, could be a badger or, or an axe murder. And uh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> you sent a party. Eddie Izzard, and you heard him here on the 2005 Halloween episode of The Devil's Mischief, only on Radio Free Satan. This is Bill M., and speaking of Radio Free Satan, if you'd like to be able to listen to your favorite Radio Free Satan shows wherever and whenever you want, then check out rfs to go It's Radio Free Satan's own downloading and podcasting service. For more information, go to www.radiofreesatan.com and click on the rfs to go logo in the left for details. Up next, we have some Screamin' Jay Hawkins performing a few of his classic songs live. And he did these uh, within a year or so of his death in early 1999. You can see him performing these songs, too, on uh, his documentary DVD titled I Put a Spell on Me. Yes, years before Marilyn Manson, years before Kiss, and even years before Alice Cooper, we had Screamin' Jay Hawkins. This is a man who, right in the middle of the conservative 1950s, was performing on stage with a bone in his nose and a skull scepter, rising out of coffins and singing songs on topics like voodoo and cannibalism and black magic. In fact, he said that his most recognized song, I Put a Spell on You, was something he recorded as an actual spell on his ex-girlfriend at the time. 
Now there's greater magic in action for you. But first, leading into that track, here is Screamin' Jay with Alligator Wine. Alligators. Round 
alligators. Rock and roll alligators. Any kind of damn gators. Crocodiles too. Big barbecue gorilla ribs. A dish of cow fingers and mosquito pie. French fried bat nose. Broad orangutan lips. Twenty-five uterus. Fourteen ovaries. One box of herpes. Fifteen D meal AIDS. Alligator wine. Henry drinks it all the time. That's why Henry. I put a spell on you. Because you're mine. Stop the things you do. <laughs> What up? Yo! 
right now I put the spell on you because you mine oh great Buddha give me a woman with one breast on her forehead give me another woman with twa breasts on her forehead. Give me a cat woman with no head and no breasts. And St. Jay, I said, Wee! what do you want with such an ugly woman? And I will say, she, 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 oh, oh, oh. chocolates with the flavor you'll taste until Easter. <laughs> and now, Alan Smith and his funny world. Halloween is a time of year I'll never forget, even if you tell me I have to. <laughs> I remember when I was just a little piker, I loved Halloween so much, I never thought of anything else for months. <laughs> I was like that. <laughs> On Halloween day, I ran straight home from school, even though that meant I had to cross the highway. I was released from hospital just in time for Halloween next year. <laughs> I remember I was just, oh, 15, I think. And when I got home with all my trick-or-treat goodies, Dad would always ferret through them and get out all the peanuts. Dad loved peanuts. There was no explaining it. <laughs> Dad and peanuts. You can't say Dad without peanuts around me. <laughs> well, that year... <laughs> I was still a bit woozy, and I didn't get any peanuts from trick-or-treating. Well, Dad, he was so upset, he went out and bought a bag of peanuts for himself and ate them in the root cellar. <laughs> it's a funny world, isn't it? It's a funny world with Alan Smith. It's brought to you by Manfred's, makers of Manfred's toadstool jelly beans, the Halloween candy that tastes like a crawl through the forest. <laughs> When I woke up the next day, I found Dad had soaked my eyeglasses. <laughs> Tw 
twisted Halloween humor from the Frantics, and before that we heard some live tunes from the man who really first brought rock and roll and Halloween together. That was Screamin' Jay Hawkins performing Alligator Wine in his magnum opus, I Put a Spell on You. This is Bill M., and you are listening to the 2005 Halloween episode of The Devil's Mischief, only right here on Radio Free Satan. Now, some of you may have remembered the 2004 Halloween Shindig show that I played last year. You heard some Screamin' Jay Hawkins and other Halloween-related comedy and novelty back then. But instead of just replaying that, I've been bringing you a new hour of brand new stuff, none of it ever played on the show before. I also like to take Halloween as a time to stretch the limits of the term novelty a bit, and play songs that I probably wouldn't play in a typical episode of The Devil's Mischief, but nevertheless songs that I like and that I suspect a lot of you listeners will like too. But hey, that's kind of the whole point of Ready Free Satan, to share with listeners something that you normally don't get to hear through the popular stations and programs that they market to the masses, right? So in line with the spooky voodoo jingles, here's a hypnotic track that I hope you enjoy as you celebrate this Halloween season. From his 1971 album Love It to Death, here is Alice Cooper with Black Juju.
all need our rest, sleep and ease, rest.
Alice Cooper with Black Juju. I remember as a teen, I stumbled across that album, which is titled Love It to Death, in a used record shop. The vinyl has this really great gatefold in black and white that's a huge close-up shot of Alice Cooper's eyes in his old makeup style, and in the eyes' reflections you can see the band. The CD version has it too, but man, when I first found that in the vinyl, just the huge, huge eyes. That was something. You are listening to the 2005 Halloween episode of The Devil's Mischief, only right here on Radio Free Satan. This is your host, Bill M., and yes, I do love Alice Cooper's music. I don't know how you could do a Halloween novelty special without including any of his stuff. I know some people whine, but I heard he plays golf now, and I think he said he's a Christian, and said something bad about Marilyn Manson, and... Well, I don't give a shit. The guy recorded some kick-ass stuff back in the day, and that's a good enough reason for me to play it and share it with all of you. Now, these next three tracks go together like a trilogy, and they're from his 1975 album, Welcome to My Nightmare. That's been one of my personal all-time favorite albums from anybody, and oddly enough came out uh, within a week before I was born. And I've got to say that until I discovered The Residence, this was some of the creepiest stuff I ever heard as a kid. Now, I've listened to this album countless times over the years, but every once in a while I still pick up something I never quite noticed before. There's a lot of little uh, voices and other instruments and weird things like that buried in the mix. And I've bought this album in just about every format. The CD, the remastered CD, cassette, the vinyl, the DVDA. I have the live concert on VHS and DVD. And when I met Alice Cooper for the first time in 1996, well, I gave him the CD booklet to sign for me. Now, there's been some different interpretations as to what these tracks are all about. Some say that these three songs are about a boy named Stephen who just has really troubling nightmares. Some say Stephen is a guy who sleepwalks and ends up killing his wife in his sleep, who screams his name as she's being hacked up. There's no doubt, though, that in this first track, Alice is playing the character of Stephen and uses a creepy little boy voice to match. And now here's Alice Cooper's Stephen Trilogy, the first track of which is titled years ago. Here I go again Up and down alone All my friends went All my toys are broken And so am I inside, Mom The carnival has closed
until you die. But if that's the way that God has planned you, I'll put pennies on your eyes. Sleepwalking. Makes me feel like a man. 
Ah, yes, and you can just hear the blood slowly drip into a puddle. From his 1975 album, Welcome to My Nightmare, that was Alice Cooper with the songs Years Ago, Stephen, and The Awakening. Three damn fine songs for Halloween, if I ever did say so. Well, we've come to the end of the 2005 Halloween episode of The Devil's Mischief. I had a lot of fun putting this together, and I hope it's brought you a lot of fun, too. Let me know what you thought of it. Drop me a line at bill at devilsmischief.com. Thank you very much for listening, and remember, if the Christians keep calling Halloween the Devil's Holiday, well, let's take them up on that offer. Hail Satan, and have a very happy and indulgent Halloween. Satansplain. Satanic Talk with Church of Satan Magister Bill M. Well, it's not Satan worship, it's Satanism. It's embracing the life-enriching things which have traditionally been given the Devil's name. Pride, lust, earthly success, rational self-interest, atheism, humor, nonconformity, science, a passion for living, being selective about whom and love. We don't see these as shameful sins, but empowering ideals. And we also recognize the psychological power and fun of symbolism and aesthetics, so we utilize Satan as mythology's most fitting mascot for what we're about. Listen to Satansplain. Learn more at satansplain.com. Happy Halloween, this is Bill M, and you're listening to The Devil's Mischief, and if you thought that this was some kind of, you know, some 2006 Halloween special, well, you would be right. Carnal comedy clips and netherworld novelty numbers as always, but definitely of a ghoulish flavor this hour. Halloween is a great time, of course, for novelty songs. And I know all of the FM radio stations around this time of the year are playing The Monster Mash and... Werewolf in London, and, you know, the usual Halloween novelty songs that have certainly withstood the test of time. But we like to do things a little bit differently here on Radio Free Satan, so when it comes to the novelty songs, I dug a little bit deeper than the usual radio stuff. Stay tuned for a generous block each from Alice Cooper and Screamin' Jay Hawkins, two of my personal musical favorites, not just on Halloween, but on any time of the year, really. And, come on, who better to pick for Halloween? So allow me to self-indulge later on in the hour as we hear the creepy sounds from both of these classic shock rockers. And in addition to the novelty, I also certainly have some comedy for you. There are some really great pieces I played in past Halloween specials that I'd love to play again, but I decided instead to go with the things that I haven't played before. Starting with this track, which I've been saving all this year just for the special. Here's Lewis Black with his thoughts on Halloween. If you're an adult and you're planning to wear a costume on Halloween, don't. (laughs) I will find you I will hurt you. I don't know why. It was deemed to be a necessity among a group of adults that for some reason they didn't grow out of uh, childhood. It's not an adult holiday. It's a holiday for children. That's who it's for. I don't even know why we celebrate it in New York. It's a harvest holiday. And we don't harvest shit.
It's a holiday for children because children want to dress up all the time. And you have to go, nope, this is the night, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're an adult and you can put on a costume whenever you want. You don't need permission anymore. If you wake up next Tuesday and you feel like being Batman, go for it. You go into work, the boss says, who are you? And you go, I am Batman. That's who I am. Who are you? <laughs> but nothing proves just how dumb we are collectively as a people. Nothing proves it more than candy corn. Candy corn, but using the word candy to describe it is wrong. Using the word corn is wrong. It does not taste like candy nor corn. It tastes like something that was made out of oil. You could take all the bags of candy corn and actually, if you melted them down, you could run a car. It is one of the shittiest tastes I've ever had in my mouth. All the candy corn that was ever made was made in 1914. They never had to make it again. We never eat enough of it. We only eat two or three or four pieces a piece. And so, literally after Halloween, the candy corn companies send out their minions. A word I've never really had the opportunity to use. And they go from garbage can to garbage can and collect the corn and throw it back in the bags. And it appears next year. I will never forget the first time my mother gave me candy corn. She said, Lewis, this is corn and it tastes like candy. Oh, boy. <laughs> this tastes like shit. <laughs> My mother's fucking with me. So I grabbed another, and it tasted like shit, too. <laughs> and every year since then, Halloween returns, and I, like an Alzheimer's patient, find myself in a room, and there's a table, and on that table is a bowl filled with candy corn for no apparent reason. And I look at it, and even though I've seen it over and over and over again, it is as if I am seeing it for the first time. Candy corn, I think. Corn. 
that tastes like candy. God, I can't wait. Son of a bitch! And then I grab another, and I eat just the yellow part, believing somehow that's the corn part. And then I take two more pieces, and I shove them on my right teeth like this. And I am Dracula. That is why, when this Halloween will come, and those of you who are parents, and know, absolutely know, that this candy tastes like shit, <laughs> will give it to your children. <laughs> and so it goes, from generation to generation to generation, we the people pass on a legacy of shit. And then you wonder why we can't elect a good leader. Dracula walks into a bar and orders a cup of hot water. He takes out a tampon and dips it in. Bartender says, what are you doing? He says, I'm making tea.
Cooper with a rare import track from his 2000 album Brutal Planet that was Can't Sleep, Clowns Will Eat Me. And before that, you heard the Who classic Boris the Spider, a composition from the late great John Entwistle, their bass player, and I was so bummed out when he died because, you know, I'm a bass player, and that's his voice singing the words Boris the Spider, which is pretty much a death metal voice, you know, kind of when you think about it, listen to it, you know, it's like a death metal voice, and he was doing it in the 1960s. Make of that what you will. And we started off the show with some comedy, namely from Lewis Black, and a quick joke from Gilbert Gottfried. This is Bill M. You are listening to the 2006 Halloween special, The Devil's Mischief, only right here on Radio Free Satan. And do you have trouble sleeping? Afraid of the clowns eating you? Or maybe you're just afraid of real-life killer clowns like John Wayne Gacy? Go to evilnow.com to find books on true crime, plus the Hellraiser Homemaker book and uh, the latest edition of Might is Right, which includes both a foreword by the late Anton Zandler LeVay and a new afterword by Church of Satan High Priest Peter H. Gilmore. Evilnow.com is the site. But getting back to the Halloween novelty, here's a classic song from Screaming Jay Hawkins, and no, not I Put a Spell on You. I love that song, but, uh, you know, he's got so many other great ones. And I really think he should be remembered for more than just that one song. Because when you drink his magic potion, your bloodshot eyes are gonna shine. You'll be a slave forever to Screamin' Jay's alligator wine. Ah! 
different religions mm-hmm. you know about Harry Krishna you know about the Moonies Reverend Moon from Korea mm-hmm. you know about the Baptists Not you know really. about the Holy Roly the hillbilly mountain type of religion no the shouting and the typing no you know about African voodoo ritual dances not really but you have seen it in motion no. pictures no then the thing the concept is metaphysics Occult signs, something to deal with the scary part of life. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what I, uh, the better word that you know, obaki. That's ghost. Does it matter? Ghosts or what? It's something that's unnatural for people in this world to deal with. There are people in this world have places here they call haunted houses. Are some it. people are afraid of ghosts. Some people will not walk through the graveyard. And from below, that we had that 
fashion of a voodoo priestess. I know she was alright. That was Grim J. Hawkins, and uh, he died on the same weekend as Charles Schultz, I remember. So unfortunately, there wasn't too much coverage in the press about Hawkins when he died, but he died around the age of 70, and he had been living in Paris. Still performing at that age, too, and he still had his voice. Fortunately, a documentary on him was completed before he died, and it was titled, I Put a Spell on Me. If you can hunt down a copy of that DVD, I highly recommend it. This is Bill M. You are listening to a 2006 Halloween special of The Devil's Mischief, only right here on Radio Free Satan. And do check out the websites for both the station and the show. Go to RadioFreeSatan.com to learn about the 6th anniversary CD and the new DVD. And of course, uh, to learn about the many other fine shows we have here on Radio Free Satan. Of course, the site for The Devil's Mischief is, if you can believe it, www.DevilsMischief.com. So if you are one of those wretched souls who braves the land of the walking dead and other brain-dead zombies, and I'm, of course, talking about MySpace, well, you can also find a page for this show there at myspace.com slash devilsmischief. Later on in the show, we're going to have a little more comedy, but let's keep the Halloween novelty going. In fact, let's, let's not even try to be whimsical here. Just for a few minutes, let me self-indulge here with the creepiness factor. Here's Alice Cooper with a nice family song. Here's Dead Babies.
Yeah. 
sitting in my room, dark and gray and crying. Someone in my life I fear was at the point of dying. A cold wind blew right up my spine. It was the break of dawn. A little voice way deep inside told me she was gone. Ah, this house is haunted. Ah, that's how I want it to be. Ah, this house is haunted. You can always stay here with me. No singing, no more laughing, no more sunny days. She left and took the colors with her, buried in her grave. This is where we climbed the tower, this is where she fell. Then when her young heart stopped beating, I went Cooper with This House is Haunted. That was from The Eyes of Alice Cooper, which was released just a few years ago. And by the time you hear this episode, I will have seen Alice Cooper perform live in Boston as he makes his way through the Northeast here in the Halloween season. Do see him live if you ever get the opportunity. He's really the theatrical market pioneer, and unlike a lot of old rock stars, he actually changes the set list from year to year. I really wish other bands would catch on to that. You know, I should just make a whole Dead Babies episode. Just dead baby jokes and anti-children comedy rants and just another all-around tasteless episode of The Devil's Mischief. What do you think? 
Actually, right now, you're listening to the 2006 Halloween special of The Devil's Mischief, only right here on Radio Free Satan, and this is William, your wacky warlock. And later on, we'll have some Halloween story comedy, but uh, right now, let's take another listen to Scream Jay Hawkins. Here's a number called Whistling Past the Graveyard. I knew he, he set off mild bangs at the end of I Put a Spell on You. 
But I had no idea that he was about to uh, blow the Avalon almost to the ground. Jay came to that point at which he said, I put a spell on you because you're mine, and boom, stopped on, stomped on the detonator, and caught, boom! I mean, I thought he had blown out one of the walls in the place. People hit the deck. The room was totally saturated with smoke. You couldn't see anybody. You couldn't, you couldn't move. There was bodies all over the floor. I thought that he'd killed several people. And everybody was crawling towards the, towards the exits on their, on their hands and knees. A couple of the Vietnam veterans were way out there in some kind of flashback. And um, I don't know that the smoke is clear to this day from that explosion that, that Jay created in that place. So Jay gave me a list of props that he would need uh, for the road. We knew that we could rent a coffin in any, any town we went into, so that wasn't a problem. But Jay wanted us to make him fold uh, up a collapsible African cooking pot and, a, and provide a mannequin for him in pieces and give him a bottle of ketchup and some dry ice and a machete. And Jay said, I'll take care of all the rest.
listening to the 2006 Halloween episode of The Devil's Mischief. This is Bill M., and I thank you for tuning in. This has been quite a strange and exciting month for me, personally, here in Salem, Massachusetts, which city, USA, where uh, it's kind of Halloween every day of the year, actually, but um, October 31st is always a special night for me. And I'm going to leave you now with a classic Bill Cosby piece, and this was actually played once on the show before by Three Ring Radio's very own Shane Bugby. Because for those of you who did not know, Shane actually hosted one episode of The Devil's Mischief before. And uh, we actually decided to swap shows that week. He hosted an episode of The Devil's Mischief, and I hosted Three Ring Radio. And we both had a blast doing it, and this is the clip he ended that hour with. Here's Bill Cosby with Chicken Heart. Thank you all for listening. Hail Satan and happy Halloween to you all. I'm seven years old, standing up in my crib. I kept falling out of the crib. I really, you know, I mean, they gave me a bed, but I kept falling out of it. And uh, I'm standing up there. My parents are going out, see. And they're just walking back and forth. We live in an apartment uh, building. There's only one bathroom. And there's my bedroom, then my parents' bedroom. And they have to pass by my bedroom in order to get to the bathroom. And if the door's open, I can see them. And I know they're going out because they keep bumping into each other, you know. Boom, boom, get out of the way. Boom, where's my sock? I don't wear them, you know. So, uh... This is before babysitters, when parents did not believe in babysitters at all. You know, the philosophy was, what? Let some stranger look after my kid? I'd just as soon leave him home by himself. <laughs> so, uh, I'm staying up here. I got my sleepers on. I wore sleepers till I was 12. 
I love sleepers because I used to put mashed potatoes in the bottom of my sleepers and make my mother feel them. Mom, Phil's a dead rat, she'd faint. <laughs> my mom would faint for anything, man. I used to get hit in the head with a rock and cover up the blood. She couldn't stand blood for nothing, man. I'd go home, stand right behind her. She's cooking. Mom, look, blood. <laughs> she'd faint. So I'm standing up in the crib and they both come up, you know. Now, the whole thing to them is that they have to scare me to make me stay in the bed, see? They tell you some kind of a lie. That's what the parents used to do. There's a green monster out the door. If you get out of that bed, they'll, he'll eat you right up, you know. So, I'm a con man. I really am. I'm a, I'm, I'm a good con man. Boy, I never went to school if I didn't want to. My whole thing was so beautiful. My mother used to come in, boom, open the door, and, uh, and I'd be in the bed, you know. And she'd say, aren't you going to school? And I'd say, mother, is that you? Just bring your face here so I can, I can touch it before I leave. Yeah. Never went to school one day. And always got out at 3.30 to play. Used to go up to her, 3.30. A miracle happened! I'm well! You're not well, get back in the bed. Honest to goodness, Mom, a little angel came right up on my bed, hit me with a wand, playing, said, go out and play. And she had to believe the angel. I knew that. So anyway, I'm standing in my crib. And I said, now, don't get out of the, the, the crib, please. See, my, my father, I love my father's uh, approach. It was basic. Stay in the bed. That's all, you know. Stay in the bed, see. I knew how to answer him. I will. And it was, that was it. You know, he'd go, and then I'd jump out of the crib, you know. <laughs> Papa's beautiful, but mothers, they give you a half hour. Stay in the crib because your life is important to this and that. Oh, yes, I've heard it before. But my old man would just come up, stay in the bed, right, Dad. And he'd leave, he said his piece, you know. So now my mother comes in. I don't get out of the crib. Yes, Mother, I'm tired anyway. I, I'm going to sleep. The Sandman's beating me to death. And I'm so tired. Pardon me for not seeing you to the door, but I'm just tired. I'm telling you right now, don't get out of that crib. Now, the last time you got out of the crib, you went in and listened to that, that radio and heard that awful lights out program and it scared you so bad that you smeared jello all over the kitchen floor to make the monster slip if he came at you. And your father went into the kitchen to get a drink of water, slipped and hurt himself. Now, to make sure that you, don't, you don't get out of this crib, we've placed over a hundred black poisonous snakes around your crib. And if you so much as put a toe out there, they're gonna bite you, you're gonna swell up and be dead until morning. I don't see no snakes, they're invisible. And she left, boom. Boy, I'm telling you right now, I'm so sick of this place, I'm gonna run away from home. They're always putting black snakes. Snakes! You get out of here! This is not your room, this is my room, and you just get out of here. I don't care who sent you in here, this is my room. I didn't ask you to come in here, nasty snakes. 
Snakes, do you hear me talking to you? Huh? Snakes, I gotta go to the bathroom. Come on, have a heart on a guy, will you? Are you out there? Listen, snakes, now, now don't you bite. Don't you bite me. I'm gonna put, put my toe out there. Don't bite it. Just give it a little snaky lick. Come on. Okay, listen. You can bite it just a little bit. But, but don't put none of your juice in it. Nothing. Well, go ahead. I bet you're not even mother. Go and bite it, suckers. Yeah, I know you wasn't out there. Lie to me, boy. I'm going to listen to the radio. We had a Philco radio. It was about six feet tall. Had 287 knobs on it, of which only two worked. Off one volume and the station selected. The extra knobs were if you'd lose one, you could replace them right away. You don't have to go to the store. And I love to get scared to death. Anything that has scared me to death, I loved it. I loved Frankenstein, a wolfman, and a mummy so much. I used to sit right up front. And then they would come at me and I would squish myself under, into the orchestra pit. I hid all over the place. I'm telling you. I had pictures of them all over my house. Never looked at them. Was scared of them. And there were three programs that were scary. One was suspense. That wasn't too scary. That was suspenseful. Then there was Inner, uh, Inner Sanctum, where the guy played the organ. And then he would come in, good evening, and he was so happy to scare you to death. And he opened that door, and then he told you a weird story about his uncle Harry who had lost his hip bone or something like that. Oh, man. But what really scared me was when he closed the door. At the end, of, I knew somebody was in the house then. And I started smearing that jello. No monster gonna get near me with that jello on the floor. I've tripped up many a monster with that jello on the floor. Yes, the Bob. And now, got my radio, I turn it on. You gotta wait, maybe, maybe eight days. It'll heat up, you know, eight days. Spider, you got one. Are there's good news? Oh, good evening. That's the guy. Go ahead, scare me to death. I'm ready. I'm ready. Scare me, man. Come on now. And welcome to Lights Out. Scare me. I was dumb enough to do whatever the guy said to do on the radio. Turn your lights out. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. They're out, they're out. Go on, scare me to death. I'm ready. Tonight's episode is about a chicken heart. A chicken heart that ate up New York City. Yeah, go, chicken heart. Go. Go get him. Eat him up, chicken heart. Scare me to death. I'm, re I'm ready. I'm ready.
chicken heart was kept alive in a laboratory in a vat. Special solution. Half blood, half sodium, so let's write. One day, a careless janitor knocked the vat over. He went to get a rag to clean it up. The chicken heart grew. Six foot five inches. And in search of human blood. The janitor came back, opened the door. The heart ate him up. What? Go get him, chicken heart. Go get him. Go get him. It moved out into the hallway. Rang for the elevator. Fourth floor. Ah! Go get him, chicken heart. Go get him. You will. Moved out into the street. Ate up all the cabs. Beep, beep. The Empire State Building. Ate up the Jersey Turnpike. It's in your home state. It's outside of your door. And it's going to eat you up. father, whether he knew him or not, would call him in. Hey, come here, I want to show you my dumb kid. Come on, tell him how you burn up a hundred dollar sofa and broke your father's arm to save us from that. Dorn, that's the end. <laughs>